Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief, by McRiordan, Chapter 20, A Battle, My Jerk Relative. A Coast Guard boat picked us up, but they were too busy to keep us for long, or to wonder how three kids in street clothes had gotten into the middle of the bay. There was a disaster to mop up. Their radios were jammed with distress calls. They dropped us off at the Santa Monica Pier with towels around our shoulders and water bottles that said, I'm a junior Coast Guard, and sped off to save more people. Our clothes were soaping wet, even mine. When the Coast Guard had appeared, I silently prayed they wouldn't pick me out of the water to find me perfectly dry, which might have raised some eyebrows, so I willed myself to get soaked. Sure enough, my usual waterproof magic had abandoned me. I also barefoot because I'd given my shoes to Grover. Better the Coast Guard wondering why one of us was barefoot than to wonder why one of us had hooves. After reaching dry land, we stumbled down the beach, watched the city burn against a beautiful sunrise. I felt as if I'd just come back from the dead, which I had. My backpack was heavy with Zeus Master's bow. My heart was even heavier from seeing my mother. I don't believe it, Annabeth said. We went all the way. It was a trick, I said, a strategy worth of Athena. Hey, she warned, you don't, you get it, don't you? She dropped her eyes, her anger fading. Yeah, I get it. Well, I don't, Grover said. With somebody, Percy, Annabeth said, I'm sorry about your mother. I'm so sorry. I pretended not to hear her. If I talk about my mother, I'm going to start crying like a little kid. The prophecy was right, I said. You shall go west and face the God who has turned. But it wasn't Hades. Hades was, didn't want war between the big three. Somebody else pulled off the theft. Somebody stole Zeus Master's boat and Hades' helmet and framed me because I'm Poseidon's kid. Poseidon will get blamed by both sides by sundown today. There will be a three-way war, and I'll have caused it. Grover shook his head, mystified. But who would be that sneaky? Who would want the war that bad? I stopped in my tracks, looking down at the beach. Gee, let me think. There he was, waiting for us, his black leather duster and his sunglasses, a aluminum baseball bat propped on his shoulder. His motorcycle rumbled beside him. Its headlight turned the sand red. Hey, kid, Aries said seemingly genuinely pleased to see me. You were supposed to die. You tricked me, I said. You stole the helmet and the master bolt. Aries grinned. Well, now, I didn't steal them personally. God's taking each other's symbols of power? That's a big no-no. But you're not the only hero in the world who can run Aaron. Who did you use, Chloe? She was there at the winter solstice. The ideas seemed to amuse him. Doesn't matter. The point is, kids, you're impending the war effort. See, you've got to die in the underworld. Then old Seaweed Brain will get mad at Hades for killing you. Corpse Beth will have Zeus master's boat, so Zeus will get mad at him, and Hades is still looking for this. From his pocket, he took out a ski cap, the kind bank robbers wear, and placed it between the handlebars of his bike. I immediately, the cap transformed into a, a bronze war helmet. The helmet of darkness, Grover gasped. Exactly, Aries said. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah. Hades would be mad at both Zeus and Poseidon because he doesn't know who took this. 
Pretty soon, we get a nice little three-way slugfest going. But they're your family, Annabeth protested. Aaron best kind of war, always the blood. Bloodiest, nothing like watching your relatives fight, I always say. You gave me the backpack in Denver, I said. The master boat was in there the whole time. Yes and no, Aerie said. It was probably too complicated for your little mortal brain to follow. But the backpack is the master boat set. Just morphed a bit. The boat is connected to it, sort of. Like the sword you got, kid. It always returns to your pocket, right? I wasn't sure how Aries knew about that, but... I guess a god of war had to make it his business to know about weapons. Anyway, Ares continued, I tinkered with little magic a bit, so the boat would only return to the sea once you reach the underworld. You get close to Hades, bingo. You got mail. If you died along the way, no loss. I still had the weapon. But why not just keep the master boat for yourself, I said. Why send it to Hades? Ares got a twitch in his jaw. For a moment, it was almost as if he were listening to another voice deep inside his head. Why didn't I? Yeah, with that kind of firepower, he held the trance for one second, two seconds. I exchanged nervous looks with Annabeth. Ellie's face cleared. I didn't want the trouble. Better to have you caught red-handed holding the thing. You're lying, I said. Sending the boat to the underworld wasn't your idea. Was it? Of course it was. Smoke drifted up from his sunglasses, as if they were about to catch fire. You didn't order the theft, I guess. Someone else sent the hero to steal the two items. Then, when Zeus sent you to hunt him down, you caught the thief, but you didn't turn him over to Zeus. Something convinced you to let him go. You kept the items until another hero had could come along and complete the delivery. The thing in the pit is ordering you around. I am the god of war. I take the orders from no one. I don't have dreams. I hesitated. Who said anything about dreams? Ares looked agitated, but he tried to cover it up with a smirk. Let's get back to the problem on a hand, kid. You're alive. I can't have that. You're taking that boat to Olympus? You might just get those hard-headed idiots to listen to you, so I've got to kill you. Nothing personal. He snapped his fingers. The sand exploded at his feet and charged a wild boar even larger and uglier than the ones whose head hung above the door of Cabin 7 at Camp Halfwood. The best part, the sand glared at me with beady eyes as it lowered its razor-sharp tusk and waited for the common command to kill. I stepped into the surf. Bite me yourself, Ares. He laughed, but I heard a little edge to his laughter. An uneasiness. You've only got one talent, kid. Running away from an uneasiness. You, from, from the chimera, you ran away from the underworld. You don't have what it takes. Scared in your adolescent dreams. But his sunglasses were starting to melt from the heat of his eyes. No direct involvement? Sorry, kid. You're not at my level. Air said, Percy, run. The giant board charged. But I was done running from monsters or Hades or Ares or anybody. As the board rushed me, I uncapped my pen and sidestepped. Riptide appeared in my hand. I slashed upward. The board severed right tusk fell at my feet. While the disoriented animal charged into the sea, I shouted, wave. I immediately a wave surged up from nowhere. 
and engulfed the boar, wrapped it around like a blanket. The beast squealed once in terror, then it was gone, swallowed by the sea. I turned to Ares. Are you going to fight me now, I asked, or are you going to hide behind another pet pig? Ares' face was purple with rage. Watch a kid, I could turn you into a cockroach, I said, or a tapered. Yeah, I'm sure that saved you from getting your godly hide whipped, wouldn't it? Flames danced along the top of his glasses. Oh man, you are really acting we smashed into a grease spot. If I lose, turn me into anything you want. Take the boat. If I win, the helmet and the boat are mine, and you have to go away. Ares sneered. He swung the baseball bat off his shoulder. How would you like to get smashed, classic or modern? I showed him my sword. That's cool, dead boy. He said, classic it is. The baseball bat changed into a huge two-handed sword. The hilt was a large silver skull with a ruby in its mouth. Percy Anna said, don't do this. He's a god. He's a coward, I told her. She swallowed. Wear this at least for luck. She shook off her necklace with a five years worth of camp beads in the ring from her father and tied it around my neck. Reconciliation, she said, Athena and Poseidon together. My face felt a little warm, but I managed to smile. Thanks, and take this, Grover said. He handed me a flattened tin can that he'd probably been saving in his pocket for a thousand miles. The satyrs stand behind you. Grover, I don't know what to say. He patted me on the shoulder. I stuffed the tin can in my back pocket. You all done saying goodbye? Ares came towards me with his black leather duster trailing behind him, his sword glinting like fire in the sunrise. I've been fighting for eternity, kid. My strength is unlimited and I cannot die. What have you got? A smaller ego, I thought, but I said nothing. I kept my feet in the surf, backing into the water. It's up to my ankle. I thought about what Ambeth had said at Denver. Dana, so long ago. Ares has strength. That's all he has. Even strength has to bow down to wisdom sometimes. He cleaved downward at my head, but I wasn't there. My body thought for me. The water seemed to push me into the air. I captivated him over him, splashing as I came down. But Ares was just as quick. He twisted and strike, but that should have caught him directly in the spine. Was deflected off the end of his sword hilt. He grinned, not bad, not bad. He slashed again, and I was forced to jump onto dry land. I tried to sidestep to get back to the water, but Ares seemed to know what I wanted. He outmaneuvered me, pressing so hard I had to put all my concentration on not getting sliced into pieces. I kept backing away from the surf. I couldn't find any opening to attack. His sword had a reach, a meter long than Anulimus. Getting close, Luke had told me once back in our sword class. When you got the shorter blade, getting close. I stepped inside and was thrust, but Ari was waiting for that. He knocked my blade out of my hand and kicked me in the chest. I went airborne, 15, maybe 20 meters. I would have broken my back if I hadn't crashed into the soft sand dude. Percy! Annabeth yelled, Cops! I was seeing double. My chest felt like I had just been hit with a battery man. But I managed to get to my feet. I couldn't look away from Ares for fear. He sliced me in half. But in the corner of my eye, I saw red lights flashing in the shoreline boulevard. Car doors were slamming. There, officer, somebody yelled, See? A gruff cast for you. Look like the kid on TV. What the heck?
The guy armed another cop said, Call for backup. I rolled to one side as Ares' blade flashed the sand. I ran for my sword. I scooped it up and launched a swipe at Ares' face, only to find my blade deflected again. Ares seemed to know exactly what I was going to do moments before I did it. I stepped back towards the surf, forcing him to follow. Admit it, kid, Ares said. You got no hope. I'm just toying with you. My senses were working overtime. I now understand what Annabeth has said about ADD keeping you alive. At battle, I was wide awake, noticing every little detail I could see where Ares was tensing, and I could tell which way he would strike. At the same time, I was aware of Annabeth and Grover, ten meters to my left. I was a second cop car pulling up, silence wailing. Spectators, people who had been wandering the street because of the earthquake, were starting to gather among the crowd. I thought I saw a few who were walking with the strange trotting giants of the sky satyrs. There were shimmering forms and spirits too, as if I as if they were the dead had risen from Hades to watch the battle. I heard the flap of leathery wings circling somewhere above. More sirens. I stepped further into the water, but Aerie was fast. The tip of the blade ripped my sleeve and grazed my form. A police voice on the megaphone said, Drop the gun! Set them on the ground now! Guns? I looked at Aerie's weapons, and it seemed to be flickering. Sometimes it looked like a shotgun, sometimes two-handed sword, but I didn't know what the humans were seeing in my hands, but I was pretty sure it wouldn't make them like me. Aerie turned to glare at our spectators, which gave me a moment to breathe. There were five police cars and a line of officers crouching down behind them, pistols tainted on us. This is a private matter, Aries fellows. Be gone! He swept his hand in a wall of red flame across the patrol cars. The police barely had time to die for cover before their vehicles exploded. The crowd behind them scattered, screaming. Aries roared with laughter. Now, little hero, let's add you to the barbecue. He slashed. I deflected his blade. I got close enough to strike and tried to fake him out with a fainted, but my blow was knocked aside. The waves were hitting me in the back of his back now. Aries was up to his thigh, wadding in after me. I felt the rhythm of the sea, the waves growing larger as the tide rolled in, and suddenly I had an idea. Little waves, I thought, and the waves behind me seemed to recede. I was holding back to the tide by force of will, but tension was building like a carbonation behind a cork. Ares came towards me, grinning confidently. I lowered my blade as if I were too exhausted to go on. Wait for it, I told the sea. The pressure now was almost lifting me off the feet, my feet. Ares raised his sword. I released the tide and jumped, rocketing straight over Ares on a wave. A two-meter wall of water smashed him full in the face, leaving him cursing and sputtering. With a mouthful of seaweed, I landed behind him with a splash and fainted towards his head. As I'd done before, he turned in time to raise his sword, but this time he was disorientated. He didn't anticipate the trick. I changed direction, lunged to the side, and stabbed the riptide straight down into the water, sending the point through the guard's heel. 
The war that followed made Haiti's earthquake look like a minor event. The very sea was blasted back from Aries, leaving a wet circle of sand. Fifteen meter wide anchored the golden blood of the gods flowed from a gas on the war's god boot. The expression on his face was beyond hatred. It was pain, shock, complete disbelief that he'd been wounded. He limped towards me, muttering ancient Greek curse words. Something stopped him. It was as if a cloud covered the sun, but worse, light faded. Sound and color drained away. A color-heavy present passed over the beach, slowing time, dropping the temperature to freezing, and making me feel like life was hopeless. Fighting was useless. The darkness lifted. Airy looked stunned. Police cars were burning behind us. The crowd of spectators had fled. Annabeth and Grover stood on the beach in shock, watching the water flood back around Aries' feet, his glowing golden anchor dissipating in the tide. Aries lowered his sword. You have made an enemy, godling, he told me. You have sealed your fate. Every time you raise your blade in battle, every time you hope for success, you will feel my curse. Beware, Perseus Jackson. Beware. His body began to glow. Percy, Annabeth shouted, don't watch. I turned away as God Airy revealed his true immortal form. I somehow knew that if I looked, I would disintegrate into ashes. The light died. I looked back. Ares was gone. The tide rolled out to reveal Hades' bronze helmet of darkness. I picked it up and walked towards my friends. But before I got there, I heard the flapping of leathery wings. Three evil-looking grandmothers with lace hats and furies drifted down from the sky and landed in front of me. The middle fury who had been on Mrs. Dodge stepped forward. Her fangs were bared, but for once she didn't look threatening. She looked more disappointed as if she'd been planning to have me for supper, but had decided I might give her indigestion. We saw the whole thing, she hissed. So, it truly was not you. I tossed her the helmet, which she caught in surprise. Return that to Lord Hades, I said. Tell him the truth. Tell him to call off the war. She hesitated, then ran a forked tongue over her green leathery lips. Live well, Percy Jackson. Become a true hero. Because if you do not, if you ever come into my clutches again, she cackled, savoring the idea. Then she had her sisters rose on bat wings, fluttered into smoke, filled sky, and disappeared. I joined Grover and Annabeth, who were staring at me in amazement. Percy, Grover said. That was so incredibly terrifying, said Annabeth. Cool, Grover corrected. I didn't feel terrified. I certainly didn't feel cool. I was tired and sore, completely drained of energy. Did you guys feel that, whatever it was, I asked. They both nodded uneasily. Must have been the furies overheard, Grover said, but I wasn't so sure. Something had stopped Ares from killing me, and whatever could do that was a lot stronger than the Furies. I looked at Annabeth, and an understanding passed between us. I knew now that was in the pit what had spoken from the entrance of Tartarus. I reclaimed my backpack from Grover and looked inside. The master boat was still there, such a small thing to almost cause World War Three. We have to get back to New York, I said, by tonight. That's impossible, Annabeth said, unless we fly. Unless we fly, I agreed. She stared at me. Fly like in the 
airplane which you were warned never to do lest Zeus strikes you out of the sky and carrying a weapon that has more destructive power than a nuclear bomb? Yeah, I said, pretty much exactly like that. Come on.